Sharks of the corn? Virus shark? Cocaine shark? Sharktopus? Yeah, those are all real movies. Join me, Steve Coates, as each week I take a comedic look at the bizarre world of sharksploitation cinema on Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast. Welcome back, and this week you're going to have to guess which one of us is in Yellowface. I'm Derek. I'm Jack. <laughs> this is Bad Movies. Where's People? Welcome back, everybody. This week, we are discussing a movie, and I'm going to say it right up front. I'm getting better. Remo Williams. The adventure begins. Yes, it's the beginning of a franchise. Yeah, and good job on saying the movie right away. (laughs) That's well done. You are getting better. I mean, people click the thingy. They see the movie. it says it right there. It's fine. You're, you, you're on your podcast thing, it says, bad movies, worst people, colon, whatever movie we're doing, uh-huh. or a dash, I don't know. I don't know punctuation. I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, wait, yeah, I do. So, <laughs> I just don't read them. <laughs> <laughs> I exclusively listen. For new listeners, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. This is a comedy podcast where we talk about movies, good, bad, or other, and we use that as a way to... Uh, have inappropriate conversations and embarrass our parents. So yeah, this was suggested by a friend of mine and I had no idea what I was in for. And I will quote you texting me. (laughs) What the fuck is this? (laughs) A sentiment that I can also get behind. Yeah. Literally. What the fuck is this? Also, if you guys didn't notice, it's just me and Jack this week. Oh yeah. Yeah, We're we're not just talking over Whitney intro. Yeah. Shut up, Whitney. We're not just talking over her like usual. (laughs) Uh, To quote a later (laughs) scene in this movie, women should stay at home and have babies. Hopefully a man baby. Yes. That is a line in this movie. (laughs) That's that's said here by a white man. Painted yeah. up like a Korean man. Dude, I read somewhere that the special effects artist he got nominated or yeah. won an he award. He was nominated for makeup effects, and uh, Joel Gray, who plays Chun, was nominated for, or maybe won a Golden Globe, I think, for Best Supporting Actor. Wow. So, Damn, 85 was a wild-ass time. <laughs> 1985, that's when this movie came out. Rated PG-13. Because they're going for like a James Bond crowd, I guess. A blue collar James Bond. Yeah. Which, if you're going to be a blue collar James Bond, you should probably, I don't know, have a gadget or have sex or do action. Yeah. Any of those things would make this a movie. I mean, I'm just happy he's not forcing himself on women. Well, yeah. I mean, he's. We don't need a full James. We don't need a Sean Connery James Bond. We need like Uh a Pierce Brosnan James Bond. And there's a gadget, kind of. It's a fake arm, but. Yeah, but that's not his gadget. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Although it's funny that it's a fake arm and it's gadget, because then it's like, I'll get you next time, gadget. Yeah. And there's a scene where it just shows a gloved hand next to a phone at one point <laughs> in the limo, and I was like, oh, man, it's Dr. fucking Claw. I wish. It wasn't. Next the time. villain here has no personality, at un- all. unlike Dr. Claw. He's got a brooding face at best. Like, that is your thing. This guy, I don't, didn't, I don't remember his name. The character's name is George Grove. 
I the whole time was like that should have been Brian Dennehy. Oh yeah, and his right hand man Robert Stack. Perfect. That like that's we're making. Dude, you talk about Brian Dennehy just commanding a room <laughs> or limo. Because right now we have the guy that plays Grove and the guy that plays Wilson, his little sidekick, uh-huh, who should be Robert. Stack. And they look like the same person. Yeah. I sometimes I was like, wait, is is that? No, that's the sidekick. Wait. Well, and they both have the same distinct lack of personality. So yeah. I mean, they're not doing any favors to help. Uh, like set yourself apart. Well, and even their third guy, they're they're like tough guy lackey. They're wannabe Jaws, I guess. Since oh, this has oh, a lot to do with James di- Bond, Diamond Tooth. Yeah, he's got just a diamond in his tooth, but like not even centered. You know that actor's name? Uh, that guy is. I, I love his name. I kind of before you say Patrick it, Kilpatrick. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. I was gonna say <laughs> I really like. I'm not rooting for it, but if this guy killed himself, <laughs> would be a great obituary. Patrick, Patrick Kilpatrick dies by suicide. Patrick Kilpatrick killed Patrick. <laughs> Patrick Kilpatrick killed Patrick. Yes. And that guy has been in a bunch of other stuff. I actually uh, recently watched uh, Last Stand with Bruce Willis. Yes. No, Last Man Standing. Last Man Standing. Yeah. Sorry. Not not that fucking Tim Allen show. <laughs> That's also Last yeah, Man Standing. Yeah, not that, though. I wasn't yeah. watching that. No, no. Oh. Bruce Willis, Last Man Standing. <laughs> not fake tool time. It's just it's fucking uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor standing against the mob. <laughs> no, Tim Tim the Tool Man Taylor would fold to the mob and tell them everything about his contacts. Oh, you're saying he's got like a a, a history of doing this? Uh, yeah, you you've heard that, right? Yeah, I yeah have. okay, I, de- I definitely the, have. <laughs> for those listening who don't know, Tim Allen famously folded on his like cocaine friends and or dealers when he was busted. Trafficking. Trafficking. Because that's the thing is, like, I heard about this when I was younger, and I was like, oh, he got caught selling a little blow. No. Dude was fucking moving. He was pulling a full on DeLorean. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was pulling a, who is that? John DeLorean. John DeLorean. I think it's John. His last name is DeLorean. Hence, you know. I'm trying to think who owned the AMC. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, the bad guys in this are just kind of flat. There are. Some flat spots to this, otherwise, what I think is a pretty fun movie. Um, we got an hour and a half. No, I'm sorry, we have a two hour yeah. runtime. <laughs> and if you got this down to an hour and a half, I feel like both of us would bump it up a little bit from whatever our rating ends up being. Yeah, Patrick Kilpatrick, I have it here. It took me a second to find it. Also in Death Warrant, okay, with JCVD, and in Eraser. Which is an underrated Schwarzenegger film, in my opinion. Oh, I like it. I actually yeah. watched it not too long ago. I, I I heard for years that it was trash, and I never watched it. I mean, then the cover, the 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 picture is not good. It's just I think it's fun stupid. trash. And I, so I never watched it. And then somebody was telling me that it was awesome, and I was like, "Well, I love Schwarzenegger." Yeah. And it was shortly after I was watching Commando on repeat, so I was like, "You know what? Fuck it." And I put it on. I'm like, "This movie is awesome." And he knows what movie he's in. Yeah. But anyway, not this movie. No, much better than this movie. So something I got to say right up front. Fred Ward, first of all, rest in pictures. We lost him like about a year ago. Yeah, not that long ago. Yeah, uh, lovely human being as far as we're aware. Uh, played in um, Tremors, the big thing known for. Yeah, he was in Tremors. Joe Dirt's uh, dad, <laughs> things like this. But so I love this beginning scene because he's got the mustache. He looks like <laughs> he looks like if you ordered John Bernthal off Wish. <laughs> and I know that he came first. So I'm not arguing that. But it's like, do, uh, do we have John Bernthal at home? Yeah, we got John Bernthal at home. <laughs> Insert a picture of Fred. Ward. Well, I love. So we start with him with this mustache. 
he ends up dying. Spoiler he's, alert. So he's a beat cop. Quote unquote dialing, dying. Hold on. I just want to cover real quick. They say they gave him plastic surgery. Yes. That's what I was going to get to as well. Is his plastic surgery just shaving his mustache? Dude. It's so. <laughs> right. So <laughs> things happen. He gets his, his, his death faked. And yeah, he wakes up to a nurse shaving him, which also he's got a five o'clock shadow. So do you shave after plastic surgery? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> but then- I know uh, we jumped ahead a little bit. I just- so, Well, this movie has not a lot of anything? cohesiveness. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to cover real quick. It's c- directed by a, a James Bond director. And, and it's written by a James Bond writer. I was going to say, I want to say written. Yeah. And the music- the music was not done by a James Bond guy. Oh, that's a um, shame. The music was done by a guy named Tommy Shaw, or at least he did Remo's theme, like the main song. Sure. Who also worked on uh, Gremlins 2, <laughs> Encino Man, Billy Madison, Tommy oh. Boy, and Armageddon. Where the fuck Whoa. that one come from? I mean, you everything you just said is in the same filing cabinet. I think he just did a song for Until Armageddon. Armageddon. Like, I don't think he did the music. You know what I mean? I mean, no. Uh, Liv Tyler's uh, husband did. <laughs> Liv Tyler. Wait, what? Steven Tyler? Isn't that her husband? It might be. <laughs> it's sure her dad. Act, sure act like it. It's also her husband. Ugh. I've seen that video. Yeah. With her and Alicia All Silverstone. Oh. Like he's singing to his daughter in almost every of those early videos. I just remember her and Alicia Silverstone in one, and I was like, "That's not uh, okay. crazy." I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, sure. But the director, Guy Hamilton, directed Goldfinger, Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, The Man with the Golden Gun. The writer, Christopher Wood, wrote The Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker. He Oof. also wrote a bunch of like low level like Cinemax style smut movies. Yeah, go so. on <laughs> documentaries, I call them. I, I was I, I saw that before I watched the movie, and I was like, oh, so it's gonna have that James Bond like sexy thing, dude. This is a a sexless movie. Yeah, like he tries through. to hit on that chick from Voyager. I was gonna say, did you recognize the oh, young Kate Mulgrew? Uh, I blew my roommate's mind by letting her know that that's red from Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, it's a vastly different person now no yeah I, that's one of the few characters when uh whitney watched orange is the new black i didn't mm-hmm. um because i have better things to do like watch this i guess <laughs> <laughs> i i was busy watching remo williams <laughs> and i i remember when she was watching it i was like man why do i know that chick and it took me like four seasons of her watching it to be like star trek voyager yeah i know her from it. this time frame i believe she's i mean just a fucking second of a cameo in Throw Mama from the Train, and that's okay. one that I just grew up on, so I, I recognized her from that. Obviously, I'm going to remember her again two or three episode arc on Cheers. Okay, I don't she's know. the mayor. She's dating Sam Malone. It's right before Diane leaves. I keep trying. Yeah, I can't get through that first season. You man. shouldn't have to try. You're either going to like it or you don't. I feel like I should just go straight to the second season. All right, I say you shy. Because <laughs> I've got I've, I, I've gotten through like 18 episodes of the first season multiple times, and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, it's kind of like watching Seinfeld or The Office. The first season is just rough. See, I, but I, I think I can love those shows so much because I've gotten through it that I like to go back now. I think that's the difference. Is if I watch it all and then go back, I watched a lot of Cheers. My parents watched Cheers, sure. And as I've discussed before on here, if my parents watched it, that means I watched it. I bet you because I didn't get man. choices. I bet you're a Woody man. You probably when I started watching it on streaming and I saw Coach, I was like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Coach Ernie Pantuso. Yeah, I mean, I know coach now because like i said i've watched the most of the first season multiple times but yeah i definitely remember the later seasons because when did it start 82 two 82 yeah so i was born in 85 and he didn't come until like season four or five woody woody okay yeah yeah he was brought in in about the time i was born 
The, so he was he would have been the one on there when I was six or whatever, the time I can remember. You would have grown up with watching him. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to Fred Ward's reconstructed face, <laughs> which is just a mustacheless face. Oh, sorry. One more segue. <laughs> Producer on this movie? Dick Clark. Oh, really? As like a New, the, Year, the, New Year's Rockin' like Eve. The Dick yes. Clark? Yeah. Which I was wow. like, okay, well, he also did that. He did a, uh, was it not Megatron? Did he do Megatron? He did somebody on Transformers. Oh, I don't remember that. And like Transformers the, the cartoon, had a lot of, obviously. Yeah, the cartoon. And then Transformers had a lot of questionable race things, and uh, so did this. So. I mean, it's 85 like, uh, America. Carbamia. Do you remember that episode? No. There's an episode where they go to a country called Carbamia. <laughs> Just gonna leave that there. Car bomb me, yeah. Got yeah, it. Google it or don't. God, don't don't <laughs> use somebody else's phone. Uh, put to Google your that. filters things on. Um, uh, so I'm segueing back to the mustache. Okay. I recently <laughs> I recently rewatched Backdraft and completely forgetting that Kurt Russell plays his dad in that movie with a mustache. Like Kurt Russell without a mustache is him. Kurt Russell with with a mustache is his dad. <laughs> like they don't even try to like, age him up. They're like, just put the mustache on. Oh my god, I don't even recognize you. I we literally well, okay. I'm saying we literally just watched that, but I think we literally just watched it during COVID shutdown. Yeah. So we literally just watched it three years ago. Um, I don't remember him playing his own dad. Maybe I didn't. I didn't maybe I didn't get that. I think it was when I had COVID, so I think I was in a fever. I mean, dream. it is the first couple minutes of the movie and then done. Oh, okay. So I mean, blink and you miss so it. So it's but- not like flashbacks it's, yeah okay. no 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 Got it's it. it's very beginning and like even watching it with the bleeps she's like that's kurt russell i was like no he doesn't play his dad holy shit kurt <laughs> russell's playing his dad anyway that's funny uh so yeah now we get this movie. uh uh a guy that i thought was see previous episode the hammer yeah uh this guy is nobody um j.a something j.a preston preston he's playing con mccleary just mac He's in a couple things. He's in. Am, he was in. I'm good Cleary men. from. I'm a Highlander. I cannot be killed. <laughs> he's in a few good men. He's in Body Heat, but he's not in much. But yes, no. he looks very similar to Fred Ward, and I think it's mostly the mustache. Yeah, and I, I wanted it to be Fred Ward, <laughs> but so he wakes up. To Fred. Sorry, Ward is, not Fred Ward. No, Fred, no. Fred. Fred Ward is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Fred Williamson. That's right. Is the hammer. Fred the Hammer Williamson. God damn it. Too many friends. A lot of names. <laughs> a lot of letters. Uh, so our guy, Mac, is handling a bedpan. I'm like, what are you doing going in a hospital room touching a fucking bedpan, you disgusting person? <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, you're, we faked your death. Your name is Remo Williams. We put a lot of thought into it. Looks under the bedpan. Remo Williams. Yeah. You are named after Pottyware. <laughs> also, so just real quick, the way he died was he saw someone running and was like, he's a cop, a beat cop. He mm-hmm. saw someone running and he's like, no, this sandwich is good. <laughs> I'll get him in a minute. Yeah. And then he saw more people running and he's like, oh, man, I got to work. <sighs> They're trying to call him and shit. And then he ends up getting pushed in the, the East River. By I Mac. Think. And then, yeah. And so he's just driving- skip over that real quick. But I just I just love that he's like, that guy looks like he's running for his life. Home, home. <laughs> uh, Mac is driving the vehicle from Jeepers Creepers. It looks like yeah. I don't know where you got this. I don't know. It's is got it's, the custom plates and everything. I don't know this, how that monster did Wilford got those. Brimley fucking send you this? Well, Wilford Brimley didn't do shit because Wilford Brimley doesn't stand up in this movie. No, he Wilford doesn't. Brimley is literally seated for the entire film. Uh huh. And like usually you say that and you're like, well, but there's that part where they stood up. He nope. never stands up. Even when he's watching this meeting later on with um, Mac, whatever no, her name not is, Mac. Mulgrove. Yeah, Kate Mulgrew. 
Voyager lady. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> when he's watching the meeting, I was like, oh, he went to the meeting, but he's watching through like two-way glass or something. And then I realized, no, he's just watching on this computer. He never leaves this computer. He's one of the original guys in the chair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this computer, much like the computer in the thing that he uses a little bit there, mm -hmm. uh, can do things that no computer 1985 could do. Dude, I, all right, so let's get there real quick. Yeah. Uh, the, the Sorry we're all over the place on this one. This movie literally has nothing going on until the, the two scenes where it does. Well, you say that, but there's a lot of training. Well, yeah. A lot. And I mean, I guess I guess there are certain people who would be happy to see people train. Yeah. I don't know. There's some fun fucking moments in that training. <laughs> there's a few things. Fred Williams, or Fred Ward, fuck. <laughs> Fred Ward. I should have never brought him up. Goes to work for Wilford Brimley and Mac. The Cure. Cure, which I don't think they ever say what not it stands the, for. But yeah, yeah, they, I don't think they do. No, it's not the cure. It's, it's, he's not working for Robert Smith. He's working for <laughs> Wilford Brimley. Friday, I'm in love. Um, by the way, you've brought up in the past how the the picture of Wilford Brimley and Paul Rudd looking very different. Yeah. So I had to look it up for this episode. What is he like? Thirty. Wilford Brimley is fifty one. Okay. In this movie, Paul Rudd is fifty four today. Ooh. Paul Rudd is three years older than Wilfred Brimley in this movie. Wilfred Brimley looks a solid 30 years older than Paul Rudd. I mean, Paul yeah, Rudd. Paul Rudd looks a mite better than that, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's probably because he stands up every now and then. <laughs> he doesn't have the diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Uh, from now on, though, I'll be doing any impersonation of Wilfred Brimley as his uh, best role he's ever done, which is hard target. God damn yeah. all. That's a good one. We, we gotta wipe one. out the. We, we are we are the cure, not the band, boy. <laughs> but yes, so he's working for the cure, or sorry, cure. Which <laughs> I th did they say something about working for the president? We have you. Uh, let me guess. You answer to a higher power. Or he says like we answer to. Are you held accountable? And he's like, yeah. He's like, let me guess. The president. He's like, yep. And the five before him, meaning like we work for the country. But that's pretty much it. Like I, they have very, they have full autonomy. So this is based on a book series yeah. called The Destroyer, which has like 150 plus books. But they couldn't call it The Destroyer because Marvel has the rights. Yeah, to... Marvel owns some character called something The Destroyer, and uh -huh. they didn't want to be sure, you know, whatever. But in that book series, so this organization was started by JFK to stop future threats. So, but I, I think it's like a JFK faked his death thing, gotcha. and I'm like, this movie would be way more interesting if Wilfred Brimley was just fat JFK. Absolutely, <laughs> goddamn all, <laughs> or uh, goddamn all, <laughs> <laughs> or a uh, hey, uh, or uh, goddamn all. <laughs> but yeah, that would be more interesting. They cut out all the interesting stuff from like the backstory of this. It's just like this organization. Hard quotes. This of is a, Mac, Wilford Brimley, and Fred Ward, and and a room of computers. That's the organization. And then we have Chian, who we, who we meet <sighs> shortly. Who I don't know if he's officially part of the organization. No, he's not. He's like no, he's hired by the emperor. He's <laughs> Emperor Wilford Brimley. Yeah, goddamn all, <laughs> goddamn all. The emperor was dead. Long live the emperor. So they tell him he's got to kill people because they said so. Or I think he gets. So first he gets there. We have to mention it because Reginald Vell Johnson. Oh, yeah. He gets to Wilford Brimley because he leaves the hospital and he steals an ambulance and Reginald Vell Johnson. Easy to spot. I mean, you don't, you're not even trying. It's yeah. just him. And he, he for his second line, because first, he's like, hey, where are you going? 
And then he runs right up to camera, and we get a beautiful tight shot of Reginald Vell Johnson. It's almost like he could have been his same character from uh, Die Hard, but an ambulance driver. And Bruce Willis going to play this guy. Bruce Willis was supposed to play this guy. So He tried out for it, and he was rejected because he wasn't recognizable enough. Yeah. My question on that is how much more recognizable is Fred Ward? Mm-hmm. This is pre-Tremors. Mm-hmm. I think. So he was in the right stuff that was before this. Yeah, but he's he's also a vaguely a fairly unknown. Yeah, he's nobody. Like, I mean, I think not, he, not, he, we're not despair, like despairing on the guy either. No, like, he was in like Escape from Alcatraz and stuff, but he's yeah. like a side character. He's not like a guy. Like, he's not a star. And that's one of my big problems with this is I don't feel like he has the star power or charisma. he doesn't have the charisma for the role. Uh huh. I think Bruce Willis would have also this organization that's made up of. Elderly Wilfred Brimley. I know he's only 51, but he looks but elderly. He's, but he's not standing up. And also elderly looking uh, Mac. Mac. They recruited 42-year-old Fred Ward. I don't know how old he was, but he's not in his 30s. I think he's in 1985 30s. <laughs> it's a I tougher get, 30s. You know what? He could solidly be 28 then. Yeah. yeah you don't know. <laughs> we saw this guy's diet. But like, yeah, he only eats what Chef Boyardee and Hormel chili and, and any sort of street uh, vendor he can find in New York. <laughs> Eighty-five. Every can has monosodium glutamate. Can't even pronounce it. <laughs> I can I, pronounce rat turd. Doesn't mean I want to eat it. <laughs> I will not be doing his voice. <laughs> Come on. Oh, We're not making fun of an Asian voice. We're making fun of a white guy doing an Asian voice. Well, let's voice. get there and we can right. decide. <laughs> so I'm not gonna do it either. That's, that's too much. <laughs> Be just as bad as them. But yeah, he steals Reg- Reginald Vell Johnson's ambulance, and then Mac is in the back of it and puts a gun to his head because he knew he was going to steal that ambulance uh-huh. and takes him to Wilford Brimley. And so they introduce him to the group. The first part of this movie makes me think I'm going to like it a lot. Yeah, it seems like it could be exciting. It had feels of Cherry uh, 3000. 2000. 2000, I'm ahead. Cherry 3000 is the sequel. We're, we're writing it right now. <laughs> uh, no, it had feels of that goofiness and that fun, but then it just never delivered on it. Yeah, and they get, so they, Not basically never. they tell him like, and at first I was like, wait, is the computer telling them who to kill? I didn't catch the president thing. I had to rewind it. But I do think that their computer is telling them. I think that they are just government funded. They are, the computer is algorithming. All I could think of, though, was... Did you ever see that movie, Wanted? Yeah. Oh, The Loom. With James McAvoy. I was like, so this computer is The Loom? Yeah. <laughs> and Wilford Brimley is uh, Morgan Freeman? So and you, you had alluded <laughs> to it earlier that this thing does things that computers do, did not do in 85. No. But it's pretty much what, like they're doing now in movies where this computer can hack into all of our cell phone cameras and bank ATMs and, and use all these information from Google and Amazon and figure out, I could tell you what temperature your ass is in that seat if I wanted to. That's is what line. Is what Brimley says. Yeah. Trust me, I know a lot about, I know a lot about asses on seats. It's kind of my specialty, I'm guessing. I have to check my ass in the about seat About 102? The, the doctor says to check my ass temperature. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> I use the computer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he gets... Recruited into this group, well, forcefully recruited. And basically they're like, and now you're going to work every day for the rest of your life. And they just take him to this building. There's no um, dossier. There's no debrief There's no, or brief. Yeah, anything about, they're just, Mac hands him a gun and is like, go in there and kill a guy. Yeah. And he's like, got it. And you know what? I'm going to give this guy <laughs> credit. He checked the gun because I don't know you. I got to make sure you put fucking rounds in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so good on you, Fred. Walks in, 
He sees what we're going to call for now an elderly Asian man. Real quick, Max line when he's about to go in there. He's like, remember, real quick, in and out, like a duck mating. <laughs> Ew. Apparently they do it fast. Hell yeah. I ducks, guess get, ducks get down. They get some duck tail. Woo. <laughs> Still stuck on my joke. <laughs> but yeah, so we go in and we meet an elderly... <clears throat> Korean man. The only part that you just said that's correct is man. Because <laughs> he's not elderly. He's not Korean. Uh, he's played by Joel Gray, whose biggest movie role was he was the master of ceremonies in Cabaret, if you've ever seen that. I haven't. It's it's a very good movie. Okay. Um, I mean, you would probably hate it because it's musical. Because it's a really good movie. <laughs> well, it's musical. <laughs> yeah, fair. And it's a musical from the 80s. So, yeah. you know. But it does have, uh, she's an Arrested Development the one that uh, Lucy uh, Liza two, Minnelli. Liza Minnelli. Lucille too. Yes. Anyway, he's in that. <laughs> he's in Cabaret as Master of Ceremonies. He's a big Broadway actor. He's a Broadway star. I read that he turned this role down multiple times because he had zero uh, martial arts training. And he's not Asian? Well, no, that's not why he turned it down. <laughs> that surprisingly didn't come up. But he had a big problem. He's like, he just he has no martial arts training. And they're like, cool, we got you. Which just begs my question even more. Like, why aren't we getting an Asian dude? What it like what? I just why aren't we getting like a Pat Morita type in here? Actually, he wasn't martial arts trained either. No, but, but you could have had Pat Morita, James Hong, uh, Mako. Mako. Mako would have been fucking great, dude. Anybody. And you know what? I understand, like, those guys aren't Korean, but it would have been an Asian person. Playing an Asian person. It would have been actually really funny if they got a Chinese actor because of all the shit he talks about Chinese people yeah, later in this movie. that would be great. But, like, get an Asian actor because he's not even doing, like, a performance of, like, his kind of, like, the the little bit I'm familiar with him, it's not his kind of performance. So just get an Asian guy to play this Asian character. Yeah. He's not putting enough on it that it makes a, a difference. I mean, it does look like it looks like an Asian guy in old man makeup. So it does look okay. That's what I was. I was. I kept wondering at first. I was like, man, why do they have this dude in old man makeup? Are they going to de-age him in a flashback or something like that? And it's like, oh no, he's just white. Yeah, just wow. a white guy that needs to be an old Asian man. Yikes. Sure. So Remo Williams walks in and sees him, ignores him. It's not the guy I'm here to kill, obviously. Tries to go upstairs, doors locked. And then this is where we get a, a little bit of a troublesome line. Hey, you speaky English? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a border. He's like, what does he say? Something along the lines of like, does a nightingale sing? I don't know. Does it? <laughs> what the fuck's a nightingale? God, I'm, I'm just to... a blue collar guy. <laughs> I'm Fred Ward. I don't know what a fucking nightingale is. He's kind is. of like his character in Tremors. Yeah, a little less dusty. <laughs> less dusty, but that's there's, about it. There's less dust in New York. It's wet there. <laughs> a lot less bacon. <laughs> but yeah, so fucking uh, uh, Joel Gray, looking like a Klingon from the original series Star Trek here, <laughs> gets up and he's like, well, because Fred Ward's like, all I want to do is leave. I just got to kill your boss and I'm out of here. He's like, I'm well, the only and, one And here. not even that. I think he was just like looking for a way out. I think he was just trying to get away. Because at first he's like, yeah, I'm looking for someone else I got to kill. But then he's like, how do I get out of here? Uh-huh. And that's when Joel Gray is like. Same way you came in, dude. Same way you came in. And then later on he's like, it's too late for that. 
and he's and he's doing this like bullet dodging kind of like the matrix it but without looks slow motion so stupid it's so bad and i love it, it <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking laughing my ass off on accident <laughs> like it is you this is this is a must watch to to, to find this funny the because the one so cool bad. part is the part that Fred Ward's character is also impressed with, where he like grabs his gun and like pulls the clip out, like in one fell swoop, uh-huh. and then just like pops all the bullets out and then puts the clip back in and then still steals the gun. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. It was a good move. <laughs> no and martial Fred arts Ward training. Even says shortly, like, that's the part I liked. Uh-huh. Teach me that. <laughs> hey, remember that part of the movie that I really liked? Teach me how to do that, please. Oh, we have another troublesome line from Fred Ward. He says, uh, "I'll show you chopsaki." Oh yeah, so because he's funny. you know he's making fun of kung fu or whatever this martial arts is. Like I got I got a little something for you called chopsaki. Supposedly, so the martial art is called shanju, shanju, sure. something like that. It's made up. Yeah, I read a piece of trivia. You know, internet trivia, so mm-hmm. take it as Go you will. On. That there were people who had like put in resumes to try to do this role, and they were like, oh, I'm an expert in Shanju. <laughs> it's made up. It's fake. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so then Mac comes in after they have this little tussle, and he's like, oh, it was all a test. Little tussle? Fred Ward is diving himself across this room like an <laughs> idiot. I mean, bloodying his knuckles on the wall, hitting his head through a piano. Oh, yeah, and this guy is doing that whole, like, calm asian guy like oh i dodge you had said matrix i mean he's got his hands behind his back he's dressed a little bit like neo i know that this is before (laughs) but i mean the wakowski's probably watched this oh this is the matrix dude that's just how this guy sees himself oh that's why he looks like shit (laughs) (laughs) you see yourself as an asian man no i see myself as a white dude pretending to be an asian man god you got a fucked up ass head you know even Joe Joey Pants saw himself as himself. Yeah. Come on, a man. better version of himself. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna look like me, but a little cleaner, more bald, better mustache. I just want steak. I want steak. I'm gonna chew this fucking steak. Like I'm gonna chew this fucking scenery. <laughs> By the way, if I was stuck in a Matrix situation and I did take the pill that took me out, I'd be like, "Can you just put me back in?" Yeah. I don't want this bean soup that you're serving every day. I want steak. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't I know want... it's fake. I don't care. I don't want to hang out these holes in my body. It's weird. <laughs> uh, Joel Gray, just jack me in. Make me an Asian. <laughs> okay, put me in the machine. <laughs> so then we have we find out about George Grove, who is, yeah, like I said, that was a test. I mentioned that, right? Yeah. It was all a test. He's going to train Fred Ward. We find out about George Grove, who's the villain, they can't get a fucking lick on this guy. This is kind of the only thing they do like that reminds me of like it makes me feel like someone was actually thinking about something in this movie. Uh, like a Bond-esque thing. Yeah, almost. It's because it's like, oh, the military industrial complex is bad. Yeah. This guy is selling weapons to the government. He develops weapons for the government, but he's mostly just trying to rip them off. There is a mention of like a super satellite. That's kind yes, of Bond-esque. Uh, called Harp, which you could have made it more Bond-esque. So Harp was a real, well, it's a real government, it's a real conspiracy theory. Okay. There's a satellite called HARP with two A's that was a conspiracy theory that was like a government weather control satellite. Sounds like a Bond story to me. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Instead of this just calling it HARP and being like, it's part of the Star Wars project, So, which if for our younger listeners was a Reagan era 
space defense thing that they tried to do, and they just were like, let's call it Star Wars because people like them movies. Oh, I laughed at this because at one point he's getting in, and like the the public loves him, the Star Wars guys love him, and I was like, ha, why? Well, because well, he trains. But then I realized it's not Star Wars that I watch. <laughs> well, no, those Star Wars guys love him too. Yeah. That was their biggest complaint, the whole prequel or sequel trilogy, right? They just love him because like, he's building an actual Death Star. He's a man? He's a man? He's, he's not- white? <laughs> oh, these are my favorites. <laughs> um, but so I got this off probably the same um, 100% real fact check that you did. The director <laughs> says he had to rewrite the screenplay once he got it. So I'm wondering if this Bond screenplay writer did have more of what we're talking about. So what I read was that the director claims that he wrote the screenplay in the first place. Oh. And then, then Christopher Wood like came in and and claimed he wrote it. Yeah, like, I don't know. If you know what, don't try to take credit for the screenplay because, in my opinion, the weakest part of this movie is the screenplay. They all said that before the movie came out, and then once it was released, like, no, I didn't write it. No, no, he's correct. He wrote the whole fucking thing. Written by uh, oh, shruggy somebody. emoji. Let's <laughs> put it on Fred Ward. Yeah, Fred Ward wrote this. <laughs> I did not. We find out about him, and we then we get Fred Ward is going to learn Shanju, which is the original martial art that all martial arts are based on. Before karate, before because kung every fu. Asian country is the same. Uh huh. And they all just based all their stuff on one martial art from Korea, called Sure Enough. Called Show Enough. That's a different movie. That's <laughs> we did that one too. That's an enjoyable movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I do love uh, Joel Gray pretending to be an Asian, making a lot of negative comments about how white people suck and Koreans are the best people on the <laughs> earth. Like, I, I don't know if you can say that. Uh, he's like, uh, one of his lines, you did not ask to be white. Uh-huh. Perhaps it's not your fault. <laughs> True. And then the Koreans are the most perfect creature to ever walk the earth or something along those lines. I'll, I'll, I'll fast forward ahead because it doesn't matter, but he says the line, like, he's like, how's the training coming? He's like, man, nature did him a huge disservice by not making him born Korean. Yeah. Like, that's just, it's it's a shame. It's a shame that you weren't born Korean. Yeah, it's a shame that no one in this it's movie was born Korean. It's a shame that you Korean. weren't born Korean, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to talk about people not being born in Korea, Joel. So then we have Kate Mulgrew, who's doing, like, her own, like, JAG movie off to the side. Yeah. Where she's, like, she's in charge of testing the weapons or overseeing the tests for the weapons that Grove is do- is making. Uh, she's playing Major Rainer Fleming. Oh, yeah. Which I feel like is also supposed to be, like, a James Bond nod because Ian Fleming wrote James Bond. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe. I didn't catch that. Either that or no. I give zero shits about Bond, honestly. I don't like yeah. James Bond. I Before our time and just not good. I, I grew up loving Goldeneye for one reason and one reason alone. Nintendo 64? Yeah. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> I saw all those Pierce Brosnan ones like in theaters. Cause yeah. I think it's mostly because my parents were like, we're going to go see this. Still couldn't give a shit about him, though. I don't care. But uh, anyway. Yeah, so she's supposed to be just... The, the general that she answers to is on the take. And she's supposed to just shut up and do your job. And you know what? Just because you're a woman, don't mean uh, you don't have to overdo your job. It means very. It means nothing to me that you're a woman. Yeah. And she snaps back <laughs> with a great line. Yeah. She's like, "Well, that's good because it makes no difference to me that you're a man." And oh, got him by the goat. <laughs> so they have to test these AR-60 guns because uh-huh. that's creative. Uh-huh. Which I, I I found this in the trivia, and I was like, Jack "They are based this. on real guns." It's a. Now I'm going to say all this wrong. Go so ahead. You correct me, but it's actually a stair. 
S T E Y R. Yeah. Stare A U G bullpup with a custom flash hiders. Oh, the flash hider. That's what the IMDb Ooh. told me. There's always someone on IMDb who knows. Dude, there's actually <laughs> an internet movie uh, firearm database. That makes sense. There's also one for cars. Cars too, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's kind of that. Oh, and also there's like another officer who's like flirting with her mercilessly. So you can see that she's just like, good God, man. Swarmy as fuck, dude. Yeah. He's he's touching her fingers like you can't hack in. You got too cold a finger. Girls have cold hands. Ooh. That's sexy, right? But it just, here's, <laughs> now here's the only story part that matters. She can't get into a file about harp. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But she does have to leave to go check out these M60s. And sure as shit, one blows up in beautiful fashion yes. right in this guy's face. He like breaks off from the rest of the group for some reason. Uh-huh. And then he's like, my gun's not working. And they're all making fun of him for not being able to fire a gun. Yeah. And that shit explodes and it just blows his head off. And I mean, it's fucking awesome. One because- of like, what, two deaths in this movie? Well, uh-huh. aside from, I guess, three at the end, too, but... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very deathless for the most part, but that's his job. His job is to assassinate one person and make it look like an accident. Because even uh, Chun starts telling him, he's like, we've been doing this for a long time, dude. Yeah. Like, my people assassinated Alexander <laughs> the Great, Genghis Khan, Robin, Robin Hood, Hood. Who's a real person. <laughs> yeah, right. All of a sudden, are you sure what first? Uh, he named a couple others. Napoleon? Napoleon. No, Napoleon died in his bed. He's like, yeah, it looked like it. Did uh, he? Yeah. Finger <laughs> Yeah. Should have gotten Mike Myers to play this fucking part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think he died in his bed? Wait, nope, nope, wrong accent, Mike. No, I'm sticking with this one. <laughs> I mean, Mike Myers did do a better Bond ripoff. Yeah, he did. So, Midas 22. At least that first one. Maybe the second one. <laughs> I remember liking all of them when I watched them. Couldn't tell you. I remember going to see the third one, and even while I was watching it, being like, well, this isn't very good. But then we left being like, no, that was really funny. Yeah, I bet you wouldn't like it now. I love gold. <laughs> no one cares. Freaky deaky Dutch. I don't even know if I'd like the first one now, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to find out. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to let them live in my head very well. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it on here. Oh, so the M60 that... <laughs> this this dude goes face down sorry, into the AR-60. water. AR-60. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> AR-60. <laughs> This dude goes face down into the water and then some soldier comes to help him. But you can tell that the actor is like running out of air because he keeps picking his fucking head up to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, lay down. You're supposed to be dead. If I'm down here anymore, I'm going to be dead. Dead people don't breathe. (laughs) And we get like. I'm not dead yet. (laughs) And we go back to the this like loft that they're living in. Yeah. And like. This is new girl. (laughs) Chun is obsessed with soap operas because that's funny the only contribution that your country has ever made to the arts is soap operas and i disagree but also agree it has everything (laughs) it's got family it's got drama it's got love i mean i don't watch his afternoon soaps but i watch melrose plays same thing (laughs) i watch renegade and you watch trash tv (laughs) i said it Um, But that's kind of a running joke throughout the thing. Like later on in the movie, there's the part where he's watching it when Fred Ward comes home, but he's like holding himself up on his fingers. Yeah. He doesn't actually teach martial arts in this movie. No, he teaches magic. He has him strengthen his fingers. I think that's the idea is you get so good. It looks like magic, but really you just have, well, he, what does he say? It's all the pressure points. You are, you are only using a small amount of your body and brain. We need to get you to use more. That's the secret to, 
Yeah, but shiitake. there's also the part where, like, you know, he walks on water. Fred Ward also kind of walks on water. That's using chi. Yeah, okay. That's magic. It, no, it's energy inside your body that already exists. You unlock through fucking meditation and practice. It's like just stereotypical Asian mysticism. Though. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like kicking. That's stupid. Yeah. Poke this piece of wood. There's a couple moments where uh, uh, Chun will like just just flitter one of his limbs and make it seem like he kicked or punched Fred Ward. Yeah, because he's so fast, we don't see it, kind yeah. of thing. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then Chion's other running joke throughout the whole thing is talking shit about um, fat Americans, basically. Uh-huh. Because he says something about, like, oh, it do looks like know, the deadly cheeseburgers got you already. Do you know why they call it fast food? Because it speeds Americans to their graves. Yeah. <laughs> and he laughs. He's like, oh, I, he's like, it's just as I feared. You have no sense of humor. I mean, I guess he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Come on, dude. Have you ever had a fucking cheeseburger? Shut up. Yeah, they're wonderful. I'm like 15,000 years older than this fucking guy by cheeseburger age. 15,000 cheeseburgers ahead of him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do like, and we're again, we're jumping all around, but I just kind of want to talk about the things that worked for me. And at one point he says, how old are you? Are, are you, you are old, right? And he's like, for an apricot? Yeah. For a head of lettuce, even more so. But for a mountain, I am just beginning my age. So I'm like, is that, is that though another like Asian thing where it's like, I can't tell how old he is because he's Asian. No, I, I think that he's just supposed to be like a, and, and the joke is said, a walking fortune cookie. Yeah. You know, like, hey, you're not old for a, That's for what a he mountain. That's talk shit about Chinese because he's like, oh, you might as well be a, a Chinese, uh, or do you always talk like a Chinese fortune cookie? Uh -huh. And he's like, the fucking Chinese. And I'm like, well, calm down there, <laughs> yeah, Joel calm, Gray. Calm down, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> so Fred Ward does have this thing where he has to like go up these, like do this balance exercise. It's, it's one of two things. It's either the board game mousetrap in your <laughs> loft or it's a Rube Goldberg device to get up to the stairs. Yeah, because he comes downstairs to get up to his thing. And then he goes up these poles that are progressively smaller. It's not like the last one is literally like a pencil thin. I don't mind this part. No, and it does kind of come back during the the what I think is probably the best scene of the movie, the Statue of Liberty scene. Uh-huh. Because he's I, I, and I think this scene is shot well of him balancing and stuff. Like I don't know the camera on the foot and then him. It just it looks good enough for me. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's being held up by a rope, which he probably is. No, I'm sure he is, but you don't see. I mean, it. He's, obviously, it's not a dude balancing on the on a pencil. But, yeah. <laughs> but well, I mean, we saw Tune do it. <laughs> well, and if the guy in makeup can do it, anybody <laughs> can do it. And then they have this thing where he's training him, and he takes him to this. It's a real thing, I guess, but this terrifying Ferris wheel. Oh, that swings and rolls. The Wonder yeah, I've, Wheel. I've had, I've been on ones like this. It's at Coney Island, I guess. But like, okay, some of the the carts like slide in and out while they the have a track that goes go around on inside of the wheel. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty I don't know fun. if I trust that. <laughs> I want to say that the California Adventure Disneyland has that now, but I could be wrong. It's just I was watching it and I was like. I wouldn't get on that. Well, and back to the stunts looking good. Here's a real person on the back of this fucking Ferris wheel cart. Yeah, he's on top of the ones that's not sliding. And it does say on the side, this cart does not swing as the cart is swinging. And I'm like, I know what you mean. But it's swinging. Swing is the wrong word. Because yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so he's, he's in one of the stationary ones. Yeah, like it rotates with the Ferris wheel, but it doesn't slide on a track. Uh huh. And he has to like dodge the sliding ones. And I'm like, this is a terrible way to train somebody. This if if you fuck up your training, you just wasted weeks of time. Oh, this time. guy gives no fucks, dude. You weren't worthy <laughs> of uh, Shisha. 
Yeah, you were worried of worthy of shamelessness. I do like how he says, "Oh Jesus!" He goes, "What? You should be training. This is no time for prayer." <laughs> a couple little funny ones. Um, when he Fred Ward is uh, brings home the groceries and he has like the Chef Boyardee and the Hormel Chili or whatever, and he Chun tells him to leave to go get rice because he, he stashes quote unquote a, forgot the but rice. he stashes a couple cans of uh, goodies on top of the cabinet yeah which uh, they don't come around but I'm like you know Chun saw that exactly that's I, I was waiting for Chun to be like hey go get the rice and take those fucking cans down yeah or throw them at him yeah that'd be great instead of throwing cans at him he fires a gun at him if you can dodge a can of soup you can dodge a bullet <laughs> I don't think that's how that works man. So wait, now we got ripped torn and yellow face yeah. makeup. I don't know about that. Joel Gray might be less problematic. At least. Do I have to drink my own urine? No, I do it because it's sanitary and I like the way it tastes. So yeah, he shoots at him and he's, so we see that he's learning. He's learning how to dodge. He's learning how to jump up poles. But back to your credit, if you didn't do it right, you're going to kill him. Cause he goes, if you can dodge six bullets, that's something, you know, cause he success- successfully dodges them. Yeah, he's like, only two bullets. That's pathetic. Cocks the gun again. He's like, you used the other four yesterday. And pulls the trigger and a bullet comes out. Because guess what you can do? Reload a gun <laughs> yeah. between yesterday and today. But it just misses Fred Ward. It's like, man, if that kills him. Turns out it takes less than 24 hours to reload a revolver. Yeah, just found that out. <laughs> I got to go home real quick. I've been throwing those things away. Mulgrew... Uh, she like challenges Grove at this meeting. It's kind of like progressing the story that's actually going yeah, on. Yeah, but she barely does, and he does that that fucking slime slime ball thing because she's like, "Hey, what's up with that project? I've been defending America ever since. I love America, and how dare you?" And she's like, "I didn't question your patriotism, dude. I just want to know where the money is." It only really matters because this is the meeting that Wilford Brimley's watching, and it's when he goes, "Hey, that chick could probably help us." Yeah. Because she doesn't like him either. Because for whatever reason, Cure cannot get a beat on this guy. Yeah. They've gotten everybody else they've ever wanted, but they even say, like, if we can't get anything on him, you know he's good. We have another another training montage of Fred Ward on montage. the beach. Oh, where my he's, God. He's, do, he's, like, running on the beach, and he just dives into a pile of sand like a fucking cartoon rabbit. Which is, oh, well, it's, it's already comic-y enough, and then... He fucking erupts like cartoon lava from the top of the sand mound. I was expecting him to turn around to Chun and be like, I guess I took a wrong turn in Albuquerque. <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> I mean, this is classic Fred Ward Bugs Bunny. Uh, I did love it, though. I don't know why, but I'm watching him run. I'm like, this is kind of like Rocky. And then he does that fucking like 90 degree turn and dives into the sand pile. I'm like, this is nothing like Rocky. <laughs> and then Chun is telling him like, oh, you know, he's not telling him. He's saying it to himself, but he's like. You know, don't use your, just run on your toes, like float, float. And they show that he's running and he's not leaving footprints anymore. Like uh, fucking Luke Skywalker and Last Jedi. Much like, (laughs) much like Jesus in that one poem. Oh, yeah. No, Jesus left the footprints. It was you that stopped leaving footprints because he was carrying you. I'm a recovering Catholic, so I believe that Jesus like gave up and jumped on my back. (laughs) <laughs> like, you only see that one set of footprints yeah fuck yeah I do because I'm the one walking that here. one set of footprints is when you still had that monkey on your back <laughs> <laughs> it was me uh, and also Chun in this scene is kind of dressed like a pimp slash grandmother <laughs> <laughs> granny pimp come with fox <laughs> like he's got like this it's it's like a shawl wrapped around him except for it's like flamboyant and like gold embroidered and like I don't know what the fuck this wardrobe is stolen from a golden child and then touched up <laughs> on the set of Saturday Night Fever. 
I don't know how they got that, but it happened. <laughs> they went to the future, got it, took it back. <laughs> Chun tells Mac, like, yeah, no, he's going to be ready real soon. He's almost done. He'll be ready in about 15 years. What, 15 years? Well, we need him, like, this weekend. Well, okay, if I cut some corners, I can make it, like, 14 and a half years. <laughs> Jesus They're like, Christ. okay, well, you can keep training him. But we yeah. need him this weekend. Yeah, which also I kind of I kind of think that's good. Like, go let this guy see what he's been doing in the field. If you had me doing this BS training where it took me forever and I'm just punching or, or poking wooden things with my fingers, I wouldn't feel like I was getting a lot accomplished. But if all of a sudden you're like, hey, let's go do a raid and watch how badass you are, I'm like, fuck, dude, let's go do more of that rice eating and finger punching. <laughs> that, all sounded, I see. that sounded way too sexual for But what that's you all said. I see him doing in this Money. fucking loft is rice eating. Rice munching and finger punching. <laughs> rice munching, finger punching. <laughs> Those Duke boys are at it again. <laughs> <laughs> They like Fred Ward is preparing him dinner after this whole conversation. And I only mention it because I like the comment where he's like, sometimes I could kill you or sometimes I really like you, Chun. And he's like, of course, I'm Chun. I'm Chun. He's like, but sometimes I want to kill you. He's like, yeah, we'll practice after dinner. Yeah, we'll practice. (laughs) (laughs) I did like that one. That was funny. Yeah. I got a genuine laugh. That's the thing. There is a movie here. You just you you said it earlier. You left all the shit parts or the boring parts, and you took out any semblance of action or story. Yeah, there's a movie somewhere. Yeah, it's on the floor. <laughs> like if they had cut this into the scenes that weren't boring, it would only be a seventy minute movie. Uh huh. But it wouldn't make any sense. So I'll I'll say it right here. I guess this movie did not feel that long. Dot dot dot. At first. Like yeah. the training, I think everything went well. I think it was going smooth. The last 45 minutes of this movie are well, just too much. It's too long. Two scenes. Like We have one more scene to discuss real quick. And then the next scene, which is the first real action scene, is 63 minutes into this movie. Yeah. The first action scene is 63 minutes into a 121-minute movie. The gall. Good God. Like how fucking dare. <laughs> so... Uh, Mulgrew goes to get something in New York who could possibly care <laughs> and she goes to meet this colonel or somebody and it's it's actually Mac in disguise as a colonel or is he a colonel or maybe he is because we do know that he served we'll, yeah. we'll get to that yeah but yeah so I mean I just it could be that he actually is a colonel maybe yeah and then they they've set her up a little bit because Fred Ward meets her in the elevator and kind of flirts with her a little bit. And she's, as we've already seen, she's over this shit, right? Yeah. So he's kind of like saying something. He's like, hey, how's it going? Or whatever. And she's just like, ugh. And he's like, hey, nice uniform. Nice buttons. She just starts laughing. Buttons? Yeah. So, you know, she's he's charming her. I figured that they knew she was being followed now or thought they might make an attempt on her life. And that's why he's there. That yeah. was my thought. I, well, I think but I'm doing work. I think it's because Wilford Brimley was like, hey, she can help us. Like she go she get clearly, the woman. God damn uh, Yeah. I think they're like testing, like testing the waters to see if like she'd be willing to help them maybe or something okay. like that. I don't know. I mean, I mean, again, here we are both doing work that for, nobody else in this movie. did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> trying to make it. But Fred Ward does kind of protect her here because uh, this guy Stone, who we discussed, uh, Patrick Kilpatrick, uh-huh. <laughs> is I don't know if they ever say his name is Stone, except at the very, very end of the movie. No, but I got it from IMDb because uh, you know he's got a rock in his mouth. Get it? Stone. I mean, we're talking about Jaws, right? Yeah, exactly. We're talking about the fucking the tin grin, exactly uh, Jaws from all the other Bond movies, who's awesome. 
but this guy's not. You should make like give him one solid tooth of diamond. They someone bedazzled this guy's front, and it's tooth. not even centered, and it really drives me no. insane. Like call Paul Wall, have <laughs> him help you. <laughs> I with believe this you grill. have his number. <laughs> well, that's that's Mike Jones's number, but he's got Paul. Well, he Wall's can get number. you to Paul Wall. Yeah, you just call. You don't think they're hanging out? Eight zero zero four. You can hit Mike Jones up on the low, and Mike, Mike Jones, Jones can get you to Paul Wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he answers the phone. Mike Jones. Is it speaking. really? Is it fucked up that I know Mike Jones's phone number? Oh, very much so. Okay, good. I was gonna let that one go, but uh, yeah, it's it's rough that you knew it so well. I mean, anybody listening, he's not looking at his phone <laughs> that was off the fucking dome dude yeah i know it i gotta hit mike jones up on the low because my jones what? about to blow wear that shit proudly dude <laughs> um i do love like so he does block the car so she can get in her cab and get away and he's kind of blocking this guy from following her but while this whole scene is going on across the street there's like a park and like a bus station they're, the bus station is full of people who are all clearly watching this movie Oh, I didn't be notice. They, these people are all standing there watching what's going on. It's great. <laughs> and this other cop shows up. And this is another chance to have you- anything be a background story for Fred Ward or whatever. Because this cop shows up. This, this I thought she was a meter maid. Yeah, well, still a cop, technically. Yeah. Um, they're the, the worst, like second worst behind motorcycle cops. Oh, but like the worst. <laughs> but she is technically a cop. But like have her be like, hey, don't I know you or something like that? Because he was a cop. Yeah. He was a beat cop. And we're we're in New York. Yeah. Still. I mean, New York is a big city and everything, and not everybody knows everybody, but maybe she recognizes him vaguely. Uh, if a cop dies, you're probably going to read about that as another cop. Hey, uh, did you used to have a mustache? Uh, you know what? You look like a guy I knew that got plastic surgery or no mustache. <laughs> uh, you got a plastic mustache. Wait, you no, know what? I read it, the script. It wrong. was that line they threw in there. Just to, like, why wouldn't she recognize him? Ah, huh? plastic surgery. Yeah, we said it. Yeah, because he looks nothing like he did at the beginning of the he movie. Looks, he used to look like John Bernthal. <laughs> now he looks like Fred Ward. So that kind of like stops them from tra- tracking her. So. Now Grove is getting pictures of Mulgrew and Ward and Mac and Mac. And he's like, all right, well, let's just kill them because we don't know who they work for. Yeah, Shake the tree. See what bodies fall. Yeah. And his lawyer or whatever, his sidekick guy, Wilson, uh-huh. is like, well, yeah, shook all the trees. He's like, all right, well, then uh, shake the one where you murder them. Yeah. Start playing, <laughs> start playing dirty, dude. You remember Tennessee. <laughs> As you folks know, we like to have a beer or three while we podcast, and sometimes that leads to a not-so-pleasant morning after, unless we remember to hydrate, people. That's where Liquid IV comes in. Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America, and it's now available in sugar-free with a proprietary zero-sugar solution that has no artificial sweeteners. I love using Liquid IV because it comes in convenient little packets you can take with you, makes me feel rejuvenated and hydrated, and best of all, it actually tastes good. Just one packet of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than just water alone, thanks to the eight vitamins and nutrients it has, and it has three times the electrolytes of those other sports drinks. We love Liquid IV so much that we're offering you, our loyal listeners, a steal of a deal. Get 20% off when you grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free, or any other variant at liquidiv.com and use the code WORSTPEOPLE at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORSTPEOPLE at liquidiv.com.
Uh, and then we get the action scene. They get, so Chun takes him up to the Statue of Liberty, which was under construction at the time. So this okay. scaffolding makes sense. Yeah. They were doing. So it looks like it, it looks like real shots and uh, also non. Like it looks like they were filming on location. So I, I was reading about this, and it's actually really cool. And I I guess it got left behind. But so the Statue of Liberty was under construction. They had the scaffolding, okay. which is why. The writer or director, whoever actually wrote this, I don't remember. I read a thing. <laughs> no saying, one, no was, one's fessing up. He was saying like this is why he thought up this scene because he saw the scaffolding and he's like that would be cool because it was under construction for like there. a centennial or or bicentennial or uh, something of the statue. I don't know how old it is. I'm from Arizona. It would have been the centennial because we got it in the 1780s from France. Okay, so it would be the bicentennial. Isn't centennial? Centennial is oh. 100. Okay, yeah. Hey, yeah. See, I just said we're from Arizona. See, man. Bad at math. <laughs> hey, graduated high school in Arizona, so that's great. That's how I've gotten so far in life. <laughs> but yeah, they were redoing it for that. But then there's a section of the statue that they rebuilt for a lot of the close-up shots in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so a lot of the stuff that's like the really close, like when on he's the on the torch. Stuff, yeah, like the distant stuff is really shot on the Statue of Liberty. But the close-ups are... And then the are... close-up stuff okay. is shot on the set they built in Mexico, which was a recreation like down to the... It was a good recreation as I like far it. as I know. I've never yeah. been that close to the Statue of Liberty, but based on Ghostbusters 2, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I didn't recognize it because it wasn't dancing. <laughs> it wasn't... Me. No one, I'm sorry. No one filled my Lady Liberty with goo <laughs> so she could dance. Oh, I am much sticky with goo. <laughs> yeah, you get all those New Yorkers to be fucking cheery and sing a song. <laughs> no, sir, not unless the Yankees are in the World Series. Even then, half of New York's pissed. But like, apparently they left that set behind, as happens to a lot of movies. Uh huh. I would have loved to have just been on a road trip in Mexico and been like, is that like a third of the Statue of Liberty? I think we're lost. <laughs> Is that the Statue of Liberty's boobs? How far was I, How long was I sleeping for? Uh, we took a wrong turn in Albuquerque. <laughs> Fred Ward just pops up. Bloop. Took a wrong turn in Albuquerque. Uh, I do want to do a quick call. Uh, uh, shout out to the uh, gone but not forgotten Twin Towers you do get to see in the distance. Yeah. I just always like seeing stuff like that, the pre-9-11. You know, it's... In shows like Friends and whatnot. Wait till we do Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. If you can find it. Oh, I have it. Oh, man. Fuck. I have it on Blu-ray. And uh, spoiler alert, in January, I'll have it on 4K. Ooh, child. Thanks to Umbrella Entertainment. They're not, not paying me. Not a sponsor. <laughs> not but yet. anyway, I bought it because I'm a fool. Nice. No, no, no. Smart man. Well, I already ordered it on Blu-ray. I'll buy the Blu-ray so I'm off a fool you. for buying the, the 4K. <laughs> but it's fine. I needed to see all those details. Yeah. I need to see Dennis Hopper's little mullet thing. Cool, like, whatever he's got. His little, uh, not cornrow, mullet. Um, cornrow, like. Mohawk. Mohawk. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. The other M1. But it's multiple Mohawks. Oh, that's right. It is. It's, it's like weird. a blonde cornrow. Yeah. Like three of them, right? Three, they they look like fins or they something. They do. That's yeah. what they're going for. This is a dinosaur. The back of a Dimetrodon. My third favorite dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's real. It is. Dimetrodon, yeah, it's the one with the big fin in the back. It uses the fin to collect uh, moisture out of the air and keep it cool. Okay. Yeah. Now you know. Well, now you know. <laughs> 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 so there's this chase on the scaffolding. These, like, the most corrupt construction workers in New York, I guess. Dude. Because this guy Stone pays them. But he, basically, he's like, hey, there's a dude up there. Kill him. I thought this was going to be like a, hey, loosen a bolt or 
take a crane and like accidentally swipe part of the scaffolding, they turn into professional hitmen. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm talking about swinging ropes and like ropes with hooks on the end of it. Um, did you notice an appearance from a Scrubs character? I did not. Knife wrench. Oh. <laughs> it's when like a little bit later after all this scaffolding thing happens this guy's stabbing into the cage i'm like where did he get a fucking knife from and it's just the end of a wrench sharpened to be a knife <laughs> like what what construction site is this yeah this guy was like i want you guys to kill that guy and he's like oh i've got a sharpening stone up here i'll just yeah. get the, i'll just get going on this knife on this wrench real quick do you guys have anything i got knife wrench you just had that yeah <laughs> it's new york dude i gotta walk home what if there's a bum up here? <laughs> it's pre-Giuliani. But I think Chion takes him up there to chase pigeons. Basically, it's to test his balance. Sure. Yeah, I think this is the highest point that he can get to, really, for, for now. Yeah, I mean, because I don't think you're allowed to walk on the edge of the Empire State Building. No. Pretty sure it's frowned upon. Also, he wants more uh, platforms instead of just one big rooftop. Yeah, okay, that's fair. And they're they're talking shit, and they're like, "Well, you're gonna." And he's like, well, "I'll just get down, guys." And they're like, "Yeah, you will." The short way, and they start kicking this. No, like, it's still panel. the same distance. It's just quicker. Like, did you mean to say the quick way? I mean, technically, it'd take longer to go down those scaffoldings. It'd be the longer way. Sure, I'm just measuring distance down. You know, like <laughs> verticality is the same. Yeah, yes. Vertically speaking, um, yeah, they're so they're trying to kill him, and like a bag of tools falls, and they yeah. think it's him. So they're like, okay, well, he's dead. Let's all get in this elevator. I was kind of hoping it would have been something he did, like with his. Yeah, quick I hands. thought he was like faking his own because he falls. Yeah, and then they show a shot of this bag of tools hitting the ground, and then or whatever it is, bag of sandwiches. I don't know. Bag of sandwiches. <laughs> they're construction workers. They're hungry. How do you order your food? <laughs> Excuse me. I would like a bag of sandwiches. <laughs> I'd like one one burlap sack of sandwiches. No, please. no, no. Get the big trash bag under the sink. I don't want the to-go bag. I'm very hungry. I need a bag of sandwiches. They're construction workers. They're hungry boys. What about the term bag of sandwiches made you think I wasn't hungry? (laughs) (laughs) Good God, I'm dying. Okay. It's probably all those bags of sandwiches. (laughs) I'm 15,000 bags of sandwiches ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So he ends up attacking these like goons in the elevator. Beat him up, guys. And you know, they are beat him up, guys. And so he's like, he hits one in the head and he like slams one's head in like the the, the gate. Yep. The other guy. He throws this rope over his neck. He wrapped this rope around this guy's neck and he pushed him out the side. And I was like, thank God he killed somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not a thing you say often. No, but, but they were movie, trying to kill you. In a they movie, he it. should be killing somebody. Yeah. Especially if he wants to be James Bond. He, it's, it, especially self-defense. I guess the thing is he's blue-collar James Bond. White-collar James Bond can get away with murder. He doesn't Blue-collar kill James Bond workers. goes to jail. Yeah, he doesn't have that hot lawyer money. <laughs> but yeah, he pushes this guy out the side, but then when they cut to the outside shot, the guy's hanging from his ankle. And yep. I'm like, that's not where that rope Well, because after I saw him throw him off, and again, around his neck, I thought when he closed that guy in, I was like, maybe he snapped his fucking That's spine. why I thought they were going for him. Like, okay, he hung this guy, and he's breaking this guy's neck, even though this thing is clearly- PG-13, is that what we said? Yeah. So maybe that's why they're like, we can sell this to more people if we don't cut to a construction worker hanging. I think he did wrap it around his neck for sure, and that was like a a reshoot or like- We got to make it like, clear that he's yeah. not just throwing Although people. he does just turn around. I mean, he doesn't technically murder this next guy, but this guy is dead. The next guy who drowns because, in concrete. Because once again, these other construction workers don't do a fucking thing. No, Fred Ward is running away and he does his little twinkle toes <laughs> thing right over the top of this wet concrete. So the other guy is like, 
I can run on this. Yeah. Right into it like it's a fucking bucket of soup. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. That's the first thing I thought of. Excuse me. Can I get a trash can of soup to go with my bag of sandwiches? <laughs> I need one dumpster of uh, Italian wedding soup, please. I need, I need a hot tub full of soup. Uh, minestrone. I'm watching my weight. No, Manhattan clam chowder because I, the cream just doesn't do it for me in the New England. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> New England clam chowder. Sorry, Ace Ventura. Go on. But this guy falls in and he goes under, and you just see like a blurp, like a bubble coming up. This is not a quick way to die. No, this is slow. Yeah, this guy is not like you fell into, I don't know, acid or something Poison. like that. It's not like the end of Terminator 2 where he's sinking into a smelting thing. It's not a smelting pot full of soup. It's not a bowl of hot soup. He falls into concrete, and all these other con- all these other construction workers, not concrete workers, <laughs> stare at him, and they're just like, huh, oh, that's rough. Looks like he's dying. I would help him up, but my wrench has a knife on the other side. If I put that out, he's going to grab the knife and cut himself. <laughs> uh, we had a sign up. It says, don't fucking go here. And he went there. <laughs> How are you supposed to learn if you don't die? And so this guy is slowly drowning in concrete, which sounds like the worst way to die. It's up there. It, like, it's up there. If you drown, you take water into your lungs. Could you imagine trying to like gasp for air and you're just taking concrete into your lungs? No, thank you. We already talked about no New England clam chowder. <laughs> and I guess the, the construction workers thought is, that guy was never here. I don't know. He ain't union. <laughs> That's not the first body I've seen go into some concrete. So. Uh, this must have come from upstairs. We do this a lot, actually. <laughs> a lot of bodies in New York is under the Czech Yankee Stadium. <laughs> so Fred Ward goes back to Cure, which this is the first time I heard Cure, by the way. Yeah. They might have said it earlier. I got I it I don't here. think so. I caught it here as well. And just 70 minutes in. into the movie. Yeah, 70 minutes in. <laughs> and Wilford Brimley discusses this plan they have for if they get caught to all kill themselves. Why? So, I don't know. Like, why? What? Cyanide tooth kind of thing, you know? Yeah, CIA I just don't really understand. Tooth. I thought he was trying to, like, fake his death because he's like, well, they'll find a body here, his body. But then it gets to Mac and he's like, yeah. And they'll find his body dead in his office uh, at Cross Town. They'll find a man with his head blown off. At a haberdashery, wow. by the way. At a haberdashery. He's going to go to a hat shop to shoot himself. That's not proper etiquette. <laughs> but Wilfred Brimley isn't just faking his death because he's got the pill. No, and he's got the pill. around his neck, like yeah. a little chain around his neck. And then Fred Ward's like, well, what about me? And they're like, ah, Chian will take care of you. So now Chian's out of the movie because Fred Ward goes back to the house. And Chian's like, hey, are you mad? Yeah, I might kill you, but don't be mad. Yeah. And he takes his shit and leaves. And this is where he says, if the emperor, and he's like, he's not a fucking emperor. Yeah. He's literally just Wilford Brimley in a chair. I am no emperor, goddammit. He's Chairford Brimley. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but yeah, so they're going to, Chun will kill him. So he takes all his shit and he leaves. And then he still partners up with these. I thought he was like leaving the organization, mm-hmm. but immediately he's back with Mac. And they're infiltrating the Grove Industries like facility. Well, because I think they say like we can't stop them, but you can. Like I don't really get that. Like how? Why can you guys not do anything, but your fucking lowest level, newest member, Fred Ward, well, can? Mac mentions that he was trained by Chun too a long time. And ago. then yeah, he's Fred Ward's like, can you dodge bullets? He's like, only if they're real slow. So. They're like, well, you're the young one. You're only 47. Yeah. <laughs> you spring chicken. You haven't even gotten your H-A-R-R-P card. <laughs> so they go They go into uh, Harp. Or, they go into Grove <laughs> Industries, not Harp Industries. Uh-uh. 
And oh, here's the Doberman one... Pinschers are chasing Fred Ward. Before that, here's the oh. one gadget. Yeah. There's an electric fence, and fucking Mac is just running pliers in his hand across it, sparking no reaction. You know, and he's like, did Chun teach you that? Personnel mind. Anti-personnel yeah, in mind Korea, in Korea. Yep. Which must be where he met Chun. Absolutely. Chun probably saved his life because, you know, he was a... Or we could just say it like Wilfred Brindley says it. Instead of Chun, we could say, Chun! Chun! <laughs> you, know, you know Chun! You know Chun! Like, as he says later, <laughs> that slant-eyed fella. Yeah, he definitely throws a slur right <laughs> out. Oof. You're, I think he's even said, like, your slant-eyed friend. Like, yeah. god damn. So you recognize he's my friend, and you're still going to throw shade on him? You introduced me to him. Yeah. He's your friend, too. <laughs> he, you also are friends with this human being. <laughs> Turns out 100% of people are people. Yeah. Ooh, weird. <laughs> so, yeah, he's Fred Ward goes in. They go into this place, and these Doberman Pinchers start chasing him. And oh it's kind of great. They're this the is my dogs. favorite part of the whole movie, besides the the... Statue of Liberty. Scene. Besides the pile of sand, for me, <laughs> because these dogs are this. These dogs are velociraptors from Jurassic Park. They are clever girls. Yeah, he climbs up a thing. He's like, "Yeah, try getting me now." These dogs literally look at each other. One goes up a set of stairs. The other two go over and jump up and bite this ladder, like a fire escape type yeah. ladder. And they pull the ladder down and they climb up the ladder. And I'm just like. Oh, Fred Ward, you should just give up. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> relegating myself to death. And this guy, Grove, apparently also has trained attack rats. Uh-huh. Because these rats, Fred Ward's trying to get away, and these rats crawl up his pants and start biting his dick. Yeah. And Government like, conspiracy, dude. Dick, dick attacking rap, uh, rats. <laughs> I hear dick birds rats. aren't real. Apparently rats aren't real either. Yeah, rats are real, real motherfuckers. <laughs> Government rats, dude. Look it up. But like when Fred Ward is trying to climb up the side of the building too, like the dogs are coming after him, right? He closes like a fence thing uh -huh. and he goes up and then the dogs are at the top. And I was like, all I could think of was uh, we're going to cut him off at the pass. <laughs> cut him off at the pass. I hate that saying. I hate that, saying. Or I hate that cliche. Uh -huh. It's Hedley. <laughs> and then he does get into the facility where the, the harp satellite is. He gets there by tightrope walking. Well, he, yeah, he goes up through like a, Chimney? Well, I only bring mark? up the tightrope walking unless I'm jumping a bit ahead. I think it's right. The tightrope's right after this. So okay, the tightrope's so after. Ahead. Yeah, because he goes up this like chimney thing. I don't know. Exhaust. He ends up on a roof, and then he ends up in a in a room. Question yeah. mark. I don't know. I'm not an architecture. And there's the. I'm not an architecture. I'm not an architecture. <laughs> I am an excited. <laughs> and there's this satellite. And immediately he gets attacked by like death lasers, and it's the only like like visual effect in this movie. This was the budget. <laughs> this was it, dude. And they blow up the satellite, but then you show this building from a distance, and this is a huge explosion. Oh, it's a big bada boom. Big bada boom. Yeah, we get a distant big bada boom. And it didn't look like it was imposed either, which is cool. They blew something up. Hey, this movie does a couple things right. Blowing things up Blowing is most things of up. it. <laughs> um, and then when he's trying to get away. So that's it. He's and it's not even like a tightrope. It's like a piece of rebar that's like across these two buildings. I think it's almost like a, uh, a oh, what do they call it? Like a tension cord for like the oh, Okay. I, I just, it was a real quick shot and I thought it was like the rebar. And I was like, why is that just hanging across two Once buildings? Once again, I'm not an architecture. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he crosses it and sees the dog and he's like, try getting across that piece of shit. Traveling to accepted. Dude, this dog tightrope walks. This is the Terminator of dogs. <laughs> and I mean, it's a it's a bad special effect because like, and I mean, it might be because I'm, I'm sure the version I watched on Voodoo was like HD. Yeah. But you can see like 
where they're Imposed. compositing a shot of like a dog walking, and then they just composite underneath uh-huh. the, underneath it of like, oh no, look, he's up on that thing. But it's a dog tightrope walking, and that's all I needed. Dude, this in my dog, life. it's it's fucking Jason Borkies. <laughs> like he is just coming to get you. Yeah, this dog will not stop. <laughs> I love it. He does meet up again with uh, Mac, Mac, and Mac's like, "Hey, what happened?" He's like, "Oh man, I blew it," and then another <laughs> explosion goes on. I, I I did laugh at that too. Of course, you're supposed to. <laughs> and the, I laughed at this, and you're not supposed to. He, Fred Ward grabs this bulldozer and starts driving it to get away from these security guards who are running. It's, By the way, I think running is still faster than a bulldozer. Dude, the, the fucking bulldozer had to speed up so Mac could jump <laughs> on it at a safe rate. Mac jumps on, and. Less than three seconds later, Fred Ward's like, okay, jump, jump off. off. Uh, yeah, accidental laugh here. But I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? This is the slowest moving thing ever. I get that you're taking out the electric fence. Why did he even jump on? They end up taking out the fence, and then Matt gets shot immediately. Because that as bullet was coming too fast. <laughs> couldn't dodge that one. And as he's maybe dying but not, he hands Fred Ward a Frisbee yeah, that's sure. apparently full of information. <laughs> it's literally like a Frisbee with like sparkles on it. Take this. There's at least one megabyte of information on it. <laughs> it's got one MP3. I loaded Snake on this for you. <laughs> Try not to get your tail. In the later ones, you have to zig and zag. <laughs> so we have like a, a real... He should just die. Yeah. right. But instead... We cut to like a shady hospital where Mac is hooked up to a machine and Wilson, he's the not, sidekick, is like, oh, he's not going to be long for this world. He's we not giving up any him. information is the only reason I think this is in. By the way, you're correct. Cut this. Yeah. We, we just got five minutes off this fucking two hour movie. Yeah, because he just he just turns around and immediately uses a scalpel to cut his but I uh, think lifeline there. And sure. He dies. I think that they are literally putting this in instead of having any sort of character development. They're like, we'll just have these guys tell you that Mac is a stand-up guy that's not going to give up the the agency. Yeah, I was just—he was already dying for the agency. Show me, like, don't tell me. Yeah, fuck. And so Wilford Brimley re- reveals that Harp was a fake the whole time. They didn't have anything, but he's like, as in reality, he's like, but it doesn't matter because he's going to get his money and he's going to make Harp two and he's going to make Harp three and everybody's going to forget about Harp one. Uh huh. Which sounds familiar. Then they're going to make one that's very easy to use. You got Harpies. <laughs> that's a product that's coming out soon enough for them. <laughs> Was the harp too hard? Try Harpies. <laughs> if you buy it, you can't return it. <laughs> you have it forever. <laughs> you only remember once in a while, though. Uh, so Grove. So the, we had get to the last act of the movie, which is at this. Mountain training facility or weapons sure. testing facility question mark. And it felt very like old school, like low budget TV where it's like, okay, we're in the third act. We've got this cheap location. We're going to shoot a bunch of this here. It's funny you say that. Cause I had big a team vibes. Okay. Even the score at one point when they're driving down this mountain, which I cannot wait to talk about <laughs> that fucking stunt. Even then, that score sounds very A team. I'm waiting for Mr. T to come out. They got to drug his milk. Well, that's so that's the Remo Williams theme song that turns into like peril music, but it is very like. Here's a big song. That was Indiana Jones. I did. I did Indiana Jones. You didn't. Close enough. It's all the same, right? A team's like Indiana Jones, but poor. So, yeah, they were at this, like, testing facility, and Grove says something to Mulgrew about, like, 
he accuses her of working with Fred Ward. He shows her these pictures and stuff, and she's like, uh, like ABC whole thing. But her thing is like, she's like, see, I don't give a fuck because I don't know who these people are. Yeah. And then she walks outside like and runs into the pictures Fred Ward. in the trash. <laughs> I have no idea who they are. Hey, Fred. Oh shit. Yeah, she goes outside and there's Fred Ward uh, Ramboing off the bottom of this truck. <laughs> Was it Rambo three, right? Yeah, where he's on the bottom of that truck setting like mines and shit or whatever I, he's it, doing. That could be. It could be two. I don't know. It's one of them. It's one of the ones where he goes to an Asian country to get POWs. <laughs> so yeah, he drops off the truck, and she like sees him drop off the truck, and then is like. Hey, you're in the military, right? There's a cloud of dust still coming off of this man. He's got stink lines like pig pen. <laughs> but yeah, and then I think I think it's Grove or Wilson, one of them. I can't tell because they look the uh, same. This would be Wilson. Sees them talking, so he's like, oh, they do know each other. Uh-huh. Lion bitch. You bitch. <laughs> bitch. You said that to her? So you said bitch, though, right? You called Mulgrew a bitch? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. By Fuck the way. No. She's I know I know her mostly from Voyager and she always had a very like bitchy mom kind of vibe to me. Yeah. In this, I'm like, she is kind of smoking hot. She's smoking hot. The only problem is that haircut's never done anybody any favors. She looks exactly like she did in Voyager, but just like ten years younger. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Oh yeah, I'd get coffee with her. <laughs> but um, so yeah, the the lawyer ends up getting or whatever he is i assumed he was a lawyer he's a fella he's talking about law law stuff law stuff he's talking about law stuff (laughs) hey you got questions about law stuff give us a call but he leaves 1-800 law stuff 100 law stuff (laughs) that fits right l-a-w-s-t-u-f-f no that's eight damn it calter calter (laughs) i'm hoping people will actually just you know dial the k you know i always will stick with kafunamapa but he leads them he's like hey we gotta go uh there's something with this gun let's go check it out so he leads them into a trap trap, i promise (laughs) right come with me it's all in the up and up i know i'm the sidekick of the guy that you're investigating uh but this definitely isn't a trap come with me to this quiet corner of the facility are you are you winking at me right now when you say that no bing He's literally holding his eyes open with his fingers. I'm not winking. One eye is just trying to close. But he walks them into this room, and it's like the gas, poison gas testing room, yep. question mark. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, you do have to test the uh, the efficacy of any sort of gas you're making. This room be... is, I, I feel like you would test it in like a cylinder. This no, is like no. a. This is like a death camp, like World War II, we're leading people into this room kind of room. Yeah, this is how you kill a room of goats, like really quickly. That's how <laughs> you test. I thought you said ghosts. Oh, I was like, man. <laughs> this is some strong gas, They're man. The real Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put our government above having this sort of room in Mount Pleasure, whatever this fucking place was called. Yeah, it was something along those lines. Uh, Mount Agreeable? I don't it, know. It wasn't Mount Pleasant, which is a real place. Mount, but it was something along the it was Mount Pleasure or Camp, Mount Fetish, <laughs> Camp Mount Bondage, Reach Around, Camp Bondage, Camp Bondage. Wa- Weapon Testing Facility. Uh, this is only for melee weapons. This is Camp Crystal Butt Plug. <laughs> so he leads them into this room and they start getting gassed. And uh, Mulgrew goes down pretty quickly. Fred Ward stays up longer because he's got control over breathing. He's a Jedi? Question mark. And uh, the Wilson leaves and Stone is there and Stone decides 
letting him die by gas isn't enough. This is one of the stupidest parts of this movie, which is going to tell you it's so fucking stupid. Yeah, because he puts on a gas mask and comes in, and he's like, oh, well, Fred Ward's nice and weak. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. You know what? If the Graboids can't do it, you can't do it, man. Fuck no. So (laughs) he comes in, and he starts beating up Fred Ward. Fred Ward, this is my third favorite part of this movie. He takes this dude's head, shoves it up against this glass, which is clearly plastic but it's supposed to be glass. but it's, it's supposed to be like bulletproof glass yeah and he uses the diamond in his tooth to cut like an x in this glass which is pretty awesome think i mean it's just think stupid of, as fuck but think of awesome. later movies sean connery using the quarter in the rock to like score that that glass yeah except it's, instead of a quarter it's a dude's diamond tooth yeah and i had not purposely run across a spoiler about diamond tooth kill i was looking up uh reviews of the movie gotcha see that's why i don't go but I the way I read it, I was like, okay, so he ends up killing some dude and ripping his tooth out. Sure, which that's what you would do. That's, that's what, you that's would what do. I was expecting. That's what I would do. No, no, this is so much cooler because he takes this whole head, shoves it against this glass, doesn't even kill him yet. Oh no, he like makes this X with him, and then he just throws him down, and the guy puts his mask back on, and Fred Ward smashes the glass out of the eye holes of the of the mask. Dude, so he the comes in, die. he kill Bill, the teacher. I can't remember the master's name. But he comes in. No, 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 no. The guy that taught all of them, you idiot. (laughs) Sorry, I'm thinking of who actually did the five finger death punch thing. No, no. What's up with the eye pluck? Oh, okay. What's it called? It's not the five finger death punch. That's a shitty band. (laughs) That's a shitty band, but it's like that. It's like that. I would rather you do that to me than make me listen to five finger death punch. You can take my eyes. Please, God, take my ears. I had to see five finger death punch in concert. Ew. Yeah. Cry manitly. Yeah, I like blink twice if you need to be rescued, man. <laughs> blink, blink. I did it, but no one can see that or hear that. <laughs> he blinked, so I had to he blink four times, so he needs help like really quick. <laughs> so yeah, Fred Ward jumps through this glass, which breaks a second before he hits it, and they clearly escape from the thing. They don't show that. No, but they're here. They are. They're out, and all of a sudden, she's horny. Oh, she's ready for some Fred Ward. Oh yeah, she wants his graboid. Oh yeah, wants to grab his boyd. <laughs> And Hope he's not wearing a cup. Stone did die in there. Uh huh. We find out. So that's another person that died. Yeah. So we're up to what three now? Maybe two, something like that. Because I mean, somewhere between two and three. Maybe they <laughs> got that concrete guy out. Maybe not. I don't think so. No, he's still there. I think concrete guy is still underneath that <laughs> he's building. He's part of the city now. He's part of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I'm the toe. <laughs> so they're going. They're walking away from the camp because Fred Ward has some kind of plan. And he hears something mystical that we don't hear. Uh-huh. And so 45 minutes later, Chun's back in the movie because Fred Ward finds him behind a tree. Kicks his ass, too. Uh, yeah. Chun kicks his ass. And he's like, you are deaf. I've been stomping around this mountain <laughs> for fucking whatever, well, 15 minutes. And when minutes. Fred Ward first went behind this tree, because he is dressed like a, an army person. Yes. I thought. It was like some of the guys that were coming after them because they said they were going to go find them. Yeah. So I thought it was Fred Ward going behind the tree and throwing a guy out. No. And yeah. so I just see Which, an army guy fly. You're right out. to think that. But then Chun steps out and I was like, oh, it was Fred Ward the uh. whole time. <laughs> he would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling Mulgrews. If it wasn't for these damn meddling white dudes dressing up as Koreans. <laughs> so Chun meets them and this is when he has his comment that you made earlier in the movie or in the podcast. Uh, that uh, women should stay at home and make babies, preferably man children. Well, like, why throw this line in? Like, I just, it makes zero sense. Is this like a fucking editorial? It fits in with the rest of the misogyny and racism from the movie. Sure, but it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's implied. We get it. 
it just feels like 1988 or 1985 <laughs> if you say this, you know. Uh, 1988 uh, too, 2009, yeah, whatever. 2020. <laughs> you know, just there was a period there where it wasn't okay, and then around 2018, something happened, yeah. and all of a sudden it was oh, okay. Again. It, you know what? People started grabbing him by the pictures. Yeah, yeah, the movies. That is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Cinemas, uh, dude. If, if they're famous, if you're famous, they let you. Yeah, you just move on them. <laughs> Oh, what God, I hope he's not coming ter- back. What a terrible person, man. He might be coming back. Yeah. We're already fucked. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Let's me know so who they steal a like. truck. <laughs> and we do get this is where we get the Leia Coca reference. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, these guys are working on their, like, okay. It I looks like they're this working out. on the back axle. This, this logging truck. This uh-huh. truck is made for hauling wood. Go on. This logging truck is at this logging facility because we've seen it pull wood away. On yeah. The, this logging facility is part of this weapons testing facility? Question mark. Maybe. Because when the explosions are happening here shortly, Fred Ward is running from explosions and lands on a log that gets taken away for logging. Yeah. Maybe they're like, well, the explosions sometimes knock the trees down. These I guys are army reserves. They're just there to clean just up the where the Corps they... of Engineers. Yeah. Are like, yeah. I mean, okay. maybe it is that they're like, we're going to need this area up here later. So clear that area. I don't even know what this log thing is. We'll get there in just a second. But Fuck. they steal this truck. And apparently the guy was working on his brakes. He says <laughs> something about the the uh, the pinion. Yeah. Which is definitely a steering rack and pinion thing. steering. We've all heard it. Has nothing it. to do with brakes. Yeah. But either way, they're working on this truck. And Mulgrew, Ward, and Chion steal this truck. And they're driving away very fast. And oh, surprise, the guy who was working on the truck was working on it because something was wrong. Yeah. Turns out it's the brakes. Kind of a big deal when you're going downhill in a logging truck. <laughs> Kinda. So yeah, they're they're rocking down this hill and this logging it's just rocking, dude. <laughs> this log falls in front of them from Running question down mark. Because the there's no like crane or anything. It's like a, a pulley system. I'm still trying to it's figure it out. It's a zip line. It's a zip line for It's a logs. fucking zip line for, like, not even logs. These are most of trees. Like, yeah. this is, I would say, a good 75% of a big old redwood or pine. This has the top cut off where all the branches are. And the roots. And the roots. That's it's, it. It's the other seven feet or ten feet it's of the tree. It's the rest tree. of the tree. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't understand it, but I'm also, I'm not a logger. No. I'm more of, like, a, an IPA. Yeah. Pilsners. <laughs> <laughs> so this truck is out of control. It's going down the hill. It's about to hit this entire tree so fred ward jump i've wanted to talk to you about this scene since i've watched it <laughs> i hope you had appreciation for it like i did for the the, tr- the crash yes the crash is great so i feel like this was meant to have an explosion it just didn't go for off. one specific reason okay did you see the fuel tank i saw a bunch of fuel okay this i thought truck- that was just like water in the back Maybe it's water. It was pressurized because this truck goes off the off the road. Everyone jumps out. Everybody, we, we think. think. We think everybody jumps out. We see Fred Ward and Mulgrew dive away. The truck flies off the side of this hill and it's crashing and crashing. It's great, dude. It hits. It hits this tree stump at the very beginning of the hill, which just, I mean, flips it and puts it on a rotation that is so fucking awesome. Yeah. They threw a truck down a hill. And this is why I think it was supposed to be an explosion. It didn't work, and they had to use it because they were like, we already threw the truck down the hill. I figured they only had one shot at this. Exactly. There's a part where, towards the end, when the truck is, like, wheels are falling off the truck, everything's flying around, doors are flying. Our heads are falling off! You see a tank of some sort Uh filled with some kind of liquid that's pressurized because this tank goes flying into the air. Like at one point towards the end of the it is crash, spraying. and it's spraying around and it's launching like a like a, those little 
from the nineties, those little things you could pump little, that like, were like hydro the, rocket. Yeah, they were like supposed to be rockets, but you just pumped them with water. Uh-huh. It looks just like that, and that's why I thought it was gas. And I was like, it's supposed to explode, but it didn't. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense because I mean, even when I was because I don't know what else is pressurized. That's what. Yeah, I mean. the pressure makes sense. I just thought it was like they put water in those barrels to keep it on the back of the truck until yeah. it flipped. But with the pressure, it makes sense. I was happy for it though, man. Like, I even thought like you only get one shot and they hit that tree stump perfectly. Yeah. It's it was a great crash. Awesome. It made me think of Cherry 2000 where this is what we the wanted. Van. Yes. We wanted this and they yeah. did good, but not this. Yeah. Because that van was falling down. A, and that's exactly what I thought of, by uh-huh. the way. But the van is falling down like a, like a strip mine. Uh huh. So it's like a nice, even curve, like a slope. This was. This a, is a hill full of trees and rocks yeah. and like. So yeah, it was it was cool. That was that was a very cool car crash. Um, and they can't find Chun, and then Fred Ward's like, "Oh shit, he must still be in the truck, even though we <laughs> saw him jump out." I, I was gonna say, I, I thought he just jumped out so smoothly that Fred Ward didn't notice. Yeah, nope. I thought this was gonna be a thing, and it's actually dumber. I thought it was gonna be a thing where Fred Ward runs down to the truck, and he's like, "Where is he? Where is he?" And he's pulling through, and then Chun's standing behind him. Exactly my thoughts. No, no, he pulls all these. Hi, everybody. Of- <laughs> Hi, Doctor Chun. <laughs> he pulls all these pieces of metal off. And here's Chun just taking a nap in this crashed truck. Holding onto a door handle. Yeah, and he's like, in Korea, door handles don't break off. And I'm like, you're a sure fucking, fucking do. liar. Daewoo, I think, is Korean. Oh, there's a uh, Hyundai is Korean. Korean I drive a still. Hyundai. It's good quality now. Yeah. Hyundai's 10 years, 10 years ago weren't great. No way. 40, almost 40 years ago? Fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> liar. Would, first of all. They didn't have a truck. You're lying about this, and you're lying about your race. <laughs> this truck is doing yellow face, too. <laughs> it's got yellow grill. I do love the line, though. He's dri- he's walking away after Fred Ward helps him out, and he's like, you drive like a monkey in heat. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I All I can think of was Grandma's Boy. Uh-huh. Drive, monkey, drive. <laughs> that monkey got aggressive on set. <laughs> I heard. There's a couple scenes. I've watched man. all the behind the scenes. I have I'm no trust person. with working with animals like that because I figure if you're an animal in captivity, you're probably looking to get back at a human. And have it's you seen be Nope? Me. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's a fucking exactly. real fear, dude. <laughs> that is a legit concern with working with animals. That monkey murdered a whole family. Spoiler it, alert. Yeah. It's a, it's a fucking, fake family, a fake TV family, but it was still a, the number of people that equal a family. I enjoyed that movie. I love that movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty fucking tasty. I understand people's qualms, sure. but I really loved it. I went in knowing zero about that movie, which helped out a bunch. So unfortunately, Whitney and I go to the movies a lot, which isn't the unfortunate part. Unfortunately, she's with you. We see, they show trailers, and like the first trailer was great. A lot of mystery, a lot of, is it aliens? Is it something else? What's yeah. going on? Because it give you a vibe that maybe there's an alien thing, but who knows? Because you be see people looking at the phony. sky at some point. Who knows? The second trailer was like, oh, it's definitely aliens. And I was like, well, okay. You know the worst part? We saw it, luckily, when yeah. it came out. Peacock had it first. That was, uh-huh. They had the streaming rights for it. We were watching something else. Trailer starts for Nope. Literally shows the the the, the monster the thing. thing at the end in the trailer. Yeah, I was like, if I hadn't seen this movie, I might go all the way to Los Angeles and burn down NBC <laughs> or New York, wherever the fuck they That's are. That's it, burn it down, burn down the whole place. Are you fucking kidding me? You're gonna show the big reveal in the trailer? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to burn the building down. <laughs> have you have you seen my trailer? <laughs> <laughs> if that movie made Endgame money. Sure, 
because everybody's seen it. Right. It made note money. I watched it at home on Peacock, but I was able to avoid all trailers. Yeah. But yeah, I'm the guy you're talking about that if I was on Peacock more, I would have seen that and been like, well, I'm not watching now. Yeah, it was fucking ridiculous, but yeah. I love that movie. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So th- he has this line now where like Chun calls him son. And then Remo Williams. What did you first call time me? I said that. Fred Ward is walking away. He, after he says, what did you call me? He's walking away and he's like, I'll see you later, little father. Which seems like a moment. Is there a cut scene or yes. something? Like, There's an entire scene that was cut. Which would make the scene make any sense. But also, I'm not complaining because now it's shorter. Yeah, but you know what? Cut something else and leave the scene Cut in that Mac. makes this, your big heartfelt moment make any fucking sense. Yeah. Because I apparently it was a scene where he calls him little father and Chun gets very upset about it. Like he gets annoyed by it or something like that. And so this comes back around and he's like, hey, little father. And it's like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, at the time, I'm like, this is did I miss something? Yeah, No, you didn't miss anything. The editors missed something. Did I fall asleep for like <laughs> 45 seconds? <laughs> it's possible. In this it's movie. possible. We've got to squeeze in one more racist comment. Oh, yeah. So we're almost we there. Mulgrew, who's uh, she's trying to talk to Chun and he's being very like Zen. <laughs> and she's like, you're just standing there like Nanook of the North. And that's a joke that 97% of people aren't going to get. Right over my head. Yeah. I only get it because when I was in film school, we I had a documentary class. We had to watch a bunch of documentaries. There's a very old documentary called Nanook of the North okay. that was about these uh, Inuit people. And one of the guys, the main focus of the documentary was Nanook. They're Inuit, which is an Asian thing. So she's like, you're standing there like Nanook of the North because he doesn't talk. Sure. He didn't speak English. So all right, makes makes perfect it's, it's sense. It's a stupid joke, and it's also just like let's throw in one more racist jab. I guess because the only people who are going to get it are people over seventy. I think that's what it is. You're getting away with a racist jab because it's like no one's going to know this. People over seventy in 1985 got that. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> Did you reach your fucking demographic, pal? <laughs> They're dead now. So your grandma's okay. chuckling <laughs> in her grave. So yeah, there's now there's like some kind of bomb test. That Fred Ward is in the middle of. I'm not exactly sure what was happening here. I thought they were tracking him. Is that what it was? They do have, because, all right, so now we've got the two bad guys together with the paid off general and soldier in a Jeep going down the hill. And they're talking to, they keep calling it Treetop or Pine Top or yeah. something, code name for this, uh, this radio shack <laughs> yeah it's i mean pine top and like bandit leader yeah or something and they're calling out coordinates Red one and they, they, they keep saying things like get eyes on them and there's actually a funny joke here because at one point he's like hey get give me radio silence like quit talking to each other this is one of the bad guys and give me directions or give me coordinates like give me a, a read on what's happening and he's talking about fred ward the guy's like okay well, you're headed northernly. He's like, not me, you idiot. Yeah, and they do find him, and they're like, there's a heat signature 50 meters above the ground. Yeah. Because Fred Ward, after this bombing, falls onto this tree, stump, log, whatever. Zip line. Uh, and it gets lifted up by this zip line. Gondola. I can understand this zip line thing taking like these trees to somewhere else. But why is it taking one every two hours or whatever? There's no other. There should be a whole procession of tree trunks. I got a lot of friends uh, that have been in the army. They'll tell you this is a run the clock out situation when you're working (laughs) this shit. But our orders were to take one tree. So that's what we're doing. (laughs) So he's hanging off the log. The general and Grove and nameless soldier are pursuing. And Wilson is there, too. 
<laughs> Who cares? Well, said. I couldn't tell because Grove was there. And I was like, they're the same person. How There's, am I seeing double? I only had one beer. The two baddies are there. I don't know which one's which. <laughs> technically three, because that general is corrupt, too. Yeah. And Ward ends up, like, he's writing this log, and they're trying to shoot him. And he ends up dropping this log onto another stack of logs that aren't being taken anywhere. That's where they were. That's where they stopped. <laughs> That's where they live. This is where I live now. <laughs> and these logs roll down and hit this Jeep, knocking it off the road. and supposedly presumably killing everybody but we know we've seen horror movies the bad guy doesn't die the first time never the first time you gotta double tap that shit fred <laughs> fred ward goes down there grove is there with a gun holding it on him uh fred ward dodges the bullets he's the, even worse than even worse than june <laughs> it's so fucking bad goddamn and he does the disarm Oh, speaking of goddamn, oh, Fred, Fred uh, uh, Wilford Brimley's out of this movie. Oh, yeah. He's gone. He's sitting down for the rest of the fucking movie at his own house. <laughs> they had him for an afternoon. <laughs> oh, I goddamn, I'll do this movie, but I do not have to stand and I'm here for one day, one afternoon. He's just rolling in like this chair that I'm sitting in, just <laughs> rolling back and forth like, oh, I'm at the table now? Hold He's on. that <laughs> guy pushing himself back to craft service just <laughs> on a rolling chair. I need I need another bear claw, goddamn it. <laughs> Where's all the beignets, goddamn <laughs> But yeah, so he disarms him like the beginning of the movie, Chernobyl's chainsaw, and he did the thing. At a point, he he takes Grove and he talks some shit and he just throws him over the jeep and starts walking away. And I was like, that that's not how people die, man. Well, and I thought, did he have a change of heart where he's like, well, maybe the courts will take care of this guy? Yeah. No, the whole fucking movie that the courts <laughs> will not take care of this guy. No, here Fred Ward uses magic. Uh, friction and chi, my friend. Friction oh, okay. and chi. So you're telling me if I got my chi in balance, I can just hold a stick in my hand and catch well, it Well, it depends on, fire. on which gate of chakra you're opening up. Oh, I'm going to open my rear chakra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you can set fire that way. I can start a fire. <laughs> and he tosses this flaming stick back at the Jeep. Cool which, guy fucking walk away. Yep, no walk look, away, bro. Don't look at the explosion. Medium bada boom. Medium bada boom. Yeah, it's a, it's a boom. <laughs> it's boom enough to kill this guy. Uh-huh. Um, and then Ward and Chun ride off into the sunset on a speedboat. Well, before they get to the speedboat, because we have Mulgrew's right there. Ward is on the boat and then Chun is surrounded by these military guys. And how does he get it? Because for whatever reason, the guy's like, don't shoot. And this fucking guy just dee -dee 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 -dee, yeah, all he the way Jesus across, walks the water. across the water. Right into the boat or onto the boat. Onto not into the boat. It. He's on the fucking helm there. And the he does his, his, I'm not going to do the voice, but he's like, not the helm. The, the bow? The bow. There we go. But he he does his stupid voice that we won't do, but he's like, must run real fast. You know, it's fucking stupid. And then he stands in the front of this boat, and I was looking. They hide it really well. He's holding a rope. Is he? Okay. Because he's standing. He never has both hands off. He's standing on the front of this boat when Fred Ward, like, fucking guns it. I looked down because I had to write down his lines. Uh -huh. so I didn't see the rope. Uh, when they're riding away and they're doing the oh. boats getting further, but the voice is saying the same volume thing. Don't you just hate that? And Fred Ward is like, Chun, you're incredible. And he's like, no, I'm better than that. Yeah. And then we get credits and we get the Remo Williams theme by Tommy Shaw again. And this movie's over. And this movie's over. And uh, there's nothing else. No stinger There's scene. No huh? stinger for the sequel. They hadn't figured. See, if they'd done a stinger, they could add a whole Marvel universe of uh -huh. Remo Williams movies. Oh, but... who's Remo Williams' partner going to be? Not not Marvel, 
But like just another character. This is he going with John McClane? No, McClane no. works alone. Yeah, McClane. I uh, wouldn't hang out with him. Uh, David Carradine from Kung Fu. I was like just Steven Seagal from anything. Steven Seagal. There's another fake Asian. <laughs> that was uh, uh, what was that one uh, on Deadly Ground? Uh-huh. Is that the one where he plays a, a, a Inuit or Eskimo? I, I believe person? so. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, we might have to do that. Oh, dude, you know what? He's a piece of shit, but I love some of his movies because he's so bad. Yeah. He's got some great ones all the way up until about 1998. Yeah. Starting in 1992. Under um, Siege 2. <laughs> but that's it for this movie. So we'll go all the way around the horn. All of us. <laughs> Recommendations? Uh, it is the lightest recommend I can give because I think if you are using it as background with friends while you're drinking and you just ch- like key in on these ridiculous moments it's good but other than that like those specific scenarios no too long not enough happening fred ward is close to charmless yeah i'm gonna i don't know i'm close to that because i saw this movie was 121 minutes and it was free on tubi and freebie and i was like no i'm paying four dollars on voodoo i don't same. need to watch a two hour and 20 minute version yeah I or whatever you know i skip the commercials but, like, my only thing is, like, if you have it on in the background, like, people are going to see stuff and be like, wait, did I miss something? And then go watch it later, and they're going to be sad. Like, you didn't miss a fucking thing. So, I don't know. I maybe really, really, really soft recommend, but I'm going to... No. No, yeah. Just, okay. I, I'm going to say fair. no. Like I said, mine's the softest. It does have a fairly big cult following, apparently. Um, and a lot of the people... I was reading the reviews on Letterboxd, and a lot of the people who were talking about it were like, oh, that fucking... Uh, the tooth scene, the Statue of Liberty scene, and that's about it. And I'm wondering if a lot of the people who saw the Statue of Liberty scene were like, yeah, then that's the end of the movie. It could have been. <laughs> Just turn <laughs> it off. It could have been a 70-minute movie. <laughs> um, but that's, it, I'm I, yeah, I have to go no. Just I, because I, I just didn't why. have enough fun. It was, I was, through it, I was like, maybe. It's kind of cool, but it just didn't do enough for me. Yeah. The new kind of thing I want to do, like a couple of reviews from people on Letterboxd that are kind of funny. Hit me, daddy. So we've got one from, uh, this is, we'll start at the low end. So half a star from Willard Hunting. It's Kingsman, the Secret Service, meets the Avengers, meets the Karate Kid, meets Rocky, meets the Matrix, meets Starship Troopers, meets Zoolander, meets Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, meets Men in Black 3, meets Home Alone, meets Silence of the Lambs, meets The Spy Who Loved Me, meets Rambo, meets Blade Master, meets Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, meets Super Mario Brothers, meets The Thing. No, no, you get to you get to cut that down by (laughs) two thirds, sir. I I just liked it because the guy just kept going. But as I'm reading it, I'm like, there was no supernatural. I read this stuff before I watched it. Where is the Starship Troopers? Yeah, where are the aliens? I guess the bad military. Nah. That guy Grove could have worked. He could have been, you know, Michael Ironside could have played him. Oh, Michael Ironside would have brought a lot to this role. Oh, man, this movie would have been 10 stars. I would have been so scared of Grove if it was (laughs) Michael fucking Ironside. And then I got another one star one from Speed Racer. Come for Fred Ward. Be convinced by Wilfred Brimley and J.A. Preston that this movie maybe won't be that bad. Then get ready to have your low expectations lowered at nearly every subsequent a subsequent scene. See, there, there's a there's a, a bit of, of truth to that. <laughs> now five stars, okay, and not just five stars on this one. Letterbox has a thing where you can like love a movie and you have a little heart on it, so it's five stars and a heart. Oof. So this is like the top top from Aiden. Yes, obviously everyone involved in casting Joel Gray in this role should be in prison. 
But Fred Ward is such a great hero. Kate Mulgrew rules, and it's so fun and unique. By the time the dog walked walked a tightrope, I just couldn't help but love it. I mean, there's parts I love. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like, how are you, you going to not recommend a movie that's got dogs using ladders, fire escapes, and tightrope walking? And a one more from Glasstown. Another five star. My best friend in junior high always talked to me about this movie, and I thought he was making it up, but he showed it to me one day. <laughs> That's the review. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we have our one-year anniversary episode, Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah. Ben will be back. Woo! What happened? Ghosts? What the hell was that? Uh, we're redoing our very first episode, now that we kind of know what we're doing, question mark. We know more. <laughs> we're still unqualified. Yeah. But that'll be next week. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast anywhere you're allowed. Um, check out the website. Places you're not allowed, I don't care. Well, some of the things don't don't have a rating. I know. I know. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I just want people to break the law for us. That's so fucking difficult. No, do it. Do it. Just rate us. Just <laughs> go to the, I don't know, Pandora offices and scratch five stars into their wall. Excuse me, Governor, I'd like to rate somebody. <laughs> but do that. Check out our YouTube page, Bad Movies, or it's youtube.com slash at Bad Movies Worst People because YouTube sucks. Uh-huh. Check out Evasion. They provide our opening and closing music. Go buy some shit. It's on our website. Click the big blue merch button. That's it for this week. I have been Derek. I'm Jack. And I'm Whitney. Good night. And where the fuck did she come from? <laughs> Gotta start locking your doors, man. If you've thought about recording a podcast before, but like myself, realize you need a lot of different tools and services, well, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and easily distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. You can record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests and feel a sense of zen knowing that Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code WORSTPEOPLE, that's W-O-R-S-E-P-E-O-P-L-E, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story.